guys. Welcome to a Monday morning episode here of Any Given Fun Day. It is just Joey. Ray is unfortunately doing the big boy things at work. Um, so I took some time out of the morning uh, to hop on an interview with John from Albany Massage Professionals. John, what's going on? Thanks for having me, Joey. What's going on, bud? Same old, same old. Just, you know, waking up on a Monday, doing all the, uh, doing all the stuff you don't want to do. Um, but we're, we're happy to have you on here and we're happy to, you know, kind of talk about your business, talk about you, talk about what's gotten you to this point. Um, but first, you know, you can, it's funny how we connected through a, through a friend here. And, um, I know you have high praise for uh, my buddy, Kobe. So just, just throw a little love at Kobe so you can get a nice little smile this morning. Of course, man. Kobe, thanks for setting this up, brother. We appreciate it. You are a connector, man. And with a a great name like that, you're living up to it, man. So uh, we appreciate making this connection, bringing us together. We do. We do. Um, John, without further ado, let's just hop into it. So, you know, talk about, let's let's first talk about, you know, the steps you took to get to to opening a business, opening massage professionals and First, let's even touch on, you know, I know you had a, a career in sports back in the day. Uh, how about you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for asking. So um, a lot of what the journey that got me to massage therapy was a lot to do with um, my journey in sports. Um, so, you know, I, I played a lot of sports. I was into martial arts as well. Um, but football was primarily my sport that I played. Uh, played, you know, strong safety, outside linebacker, um, ended up getting a, a scholarship to play for Florida. And that's where um, life kind of took a unexpected turn. Um, it wasn't until my senior year of high school, one of the last games of our season. And I ended up ducking my head in a tackle and ended up uh, breaking my neck. I had a compression fracture of the C6 vertebrae. And, uh, you know, as a young guy with, with a, you know, kind of a vision of what my life was supposed to be in my mind, uh, I, was, I was reminded how, how quickly life can change. And I think a lot of athletes can actually identify a lot with this story because um, like many of my friends that have played in the NFL, you know, there's, there's kind of a nickname for the NFL. It's, it's, it's actually the abbreviation stands for not for long. Meaning that you, you more than likely, if, if you, you make this your career, chances are it's, it's not going to be a long-term thing. So you got to be thinking of other things that you're, you're going to do um, to provide income or a way of life for yourself. And, uh, and so that's where you, you see a lot of athletes who are pretty intelligent. To, they diversify themselves. They, they become more entrepreneurs um, after they, you know, they're in their sport as they realize this isn't going to be a long-term thing. I mean, look at Peyton Manning there. He's, he's doing what Papa John's commercials. So <laughs> goes to show you, you, you got to have a different direction um, at some point in your life. And um, so for me, mine came a lot earlier, uh, I, you know, breaking my neck at a young age, um, really having these plans and these dreams to, you know, go to school and on a full ride and, and play ball and, and, you know, thinking that I could maybe turn this into a, you know, a long-term career. Um, and, uh, you know, quickly after my injury, the reality set in that this, that dream was going to be, you know, a, a forgotten memory or it had to be a forgotten memory. And so 
so as I was kind of going in my downward spiral, I, I realized like there was a lot of psychology to this. And this is where I realized as an athlete, so much of my training was more mental than it was physical. So I had to apply those same lessons um, to what it was that I was doing uh, for my healing. Um, I had to really retrain my brain to think, hey, this is a sport now. Like my healing has to become you know, a sport that I, I train for and condition myself for. And so that's where I started gaining more knowledge and awareness about the human body to, to hopefully learn how to correct this injury. Um, because I was told by many doctors, uh, many specialists telling me that I wasn't going to be able to walk again, let alone, you know, play my sport. And um, so it wasn't until you know, my mother brought it to my attention. Now, mind you, this was the probably mid nineties when this happened. So massage therapy really wasn't a, uh, a big thing. It wasn't really well known in um, the sports and health uh, communities. It was still considered in a lot of ways in a, a gross misconception to be like, you know, a form of prostitution or something. Right. So um, it wasn't until athletes like, you know, Emmett Smith, and I'm going back, you know, ways here, uh, but like Tiki Barber, he's actually a, a professional player that I've personally worked on um, in my practice when their training camp was here in Albany. And uh, one thing these athletes kind of brought towards to, to the forefront of, you know, the sports community is self-care and, you know, body work specifically and how it could be used to create more longevity in their careers and you look at Emmett Smith, like, you know, here's a running back for the Dallas Cowboys during, you know, their franchise years where they were winning all those Super Bowls. And, you know, this guy understood, like, if I take care of my physical body and, you know, he was doing yoga and, you know, breathing exercises and massage, these were all part of his training. And this was a guy who had one of the longest careers, you know, back in the 90s there. And I think he still does to this day. Maybe that's where you guys can help me with the records. But um, that that really made a strong impression for me growing up, you know, as a young athlete, where I looked to these guys and saw, wow, here's here's somebody that has not only overcome injury, but has also gotten back into their their passion and been able to, you know, carry on in their sport because they recognized, you know, uh, an investment into their, their own self. And so body work, you know, kind of really stood out to me as a, a tool that I could potentially use um, for my own self healing. And uh, when I was in the hospital, you know, still in a brace with my neck, still undetermined as far as, you know, whether I was going to be able to walk or not. That's when I started um, uh, actually implementing these techniques. Um, I had a therapist come to my hospital room give me massage as well as um, energy healing, um, like a form it's called Reiki or cranial sacral therapy. And so all these techniques that these, this therapist used like radically changed my healing. So, so much so within the first month and a half, I was actually on my feet and walking again. So it really made a strong impression. And even though I didn't continue my sports career, it led me down this new path you know, to, to actually open my mind to not only the potential of body work and massage, but also as a, a new career and field for me that I could explore to help, you know, bring this to other athletes. 
Awesome. Awesome. Um, wow. That was a lot to, to take in. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess one of the things that really stood out to me was you said you have done some professional body work to professional athletes. And I know that would probably intrigue some of the athletes that are in, you know, around here at Siena, U Albany, um, and such, uh, kind of just go into maybe a little bit deeper, um, about what you did for Tiki Barber and what you could do for, you know, say other athletes, um, local athletes, college athletes around here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So talking with Tiki, you know, personally, you know, I got to really get inside his, his mind as far as how it works as an athlete and just kind of his dedication to his self-care and his training to really be at the highest level of performance. And, you know, one thing he, he, he really um, – kind of left me with that was really so powerful was that he spent more time on his self-care than he did his, you know, conditioning and his training. So he recognized the body needed more time to rest and heal and recover than it did to actually, you know, break it down and build it up. Um, so he talked a lot about like meditation, like how, you know, so much of his thinking around, um, the game itself was like done in the mind first. So that's a lot of what I do with a lot of my athlete clients. Cause you can see like a lot of times it's not just um, physical things that they're stuck on. Right. It's it can actually be mental blocks too. So that's where we'll, we'll start with that first. And, you know, and through um, our initial assessment with each client that we work with, you know, we're, we're not only watching your body and seeing how you function in space, but we're also listening to the words that you use, the patterns and the rhythms that you, you, you kind of use to describe what it is that you do day in, day out and how you train. And that's where we can see and have a different perspective as therapists to present and say, hey, have you considered this? Have you, you know, thought about that? Like, you know, for instance, like I had this athlete was really struggling to, to meet some certain goals um, in their, their training. And as we started talking, I realized it was a lot of their social circle that had uh, a little bit too much influence in their life and just um, their, their specific outcomes. And, uh, and so, you know, taking a lot of the knowledge and information from all these gurus, you know, through all my years that I've learned, um, I've realized, you know, like Tony Robbins, he's a pretty, um, pretty famous, like, you know, mindset guru guy. He talks about how you're the product of the six people you surround yourself with. And so what this, this client, this athlete realized was a lot of the people they were surrounding themselves weren't of good influence. They had poor eating habits. You know, they didn't have really great social, you know, habits either or lifestyle habits. You know, they would go out and party at night, things like that. So they realized, you know, as as a young athlete, they were kind of getting sucked into these these aspects of lifestyle that really weren't conducive to their training, to their health um, or to even any other athletics. And so we, we had a really thorough talk about that and just pointing that out, shining a little bit of light on it, the 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 client of mine really connected the dots and said, man, this is why I'm really exhausted going to the gym in the morning because I realize, you know, I'm, I'm up at one o'clock in the morning, just hanging out with friends. Um, you know, realizing why they're around a certain friend who likes to eat a certain way. Like, 
maybe not realizing food has a big impact on training, but you know, many athletes will tell you like how you fuel your body is how you perform out on the field there. Right. So these are all aspects of what we offer as massage therapists outside of just doing massage itself. Um, and that's a, that's a very valuable tool because when you can have somebody that kind of really listen and look in and kind of see where there's patterns where you can be a little bit more stuck that could, you know, contribute to your performance. Um, now you have, you know, a whole different opportunity to, you know, make different changes to, to really get better, better results and better outcomes. Sweet. So basically what you're telling me too, is that it isn't just directed towards athletes too, but it can be directed towards somebody who just works out a lot. Um, somebody who is just normally exercising people who, you know, there's, there's people who do, uh, you know, competitive workouts, bodybuilders and such who may have other habits that don't exactly, you know, it isn't a sport per se, but there is things that can connect each, you know, there is stuff that can kind of combine with each other. And so what you're saying is you're not just, you know, pointing towards athletes, but kind of just workout people. Uh, exercise people in general too. Yeah, I mean, we we really consider everybody an athlete right now with this COVID thing, right? Like we're all running a marathon of life that nobody expected nor wanted to, and everybody's looking for the stop button of the COVID treadmill life, you know. But this is where we're really encouraging our clientele to think like an athlete, right? Like because the way I see it is like most athletes have a certain mindset and an attitude where they embrace the challenge. They, if anything, they, they turn it into a game. Right. And so this is where we're really encouraging people, you know, who, who are just maybe working from home now that never had to before, or has to homeschool a child that, you know, this is a new, new way of life for them, you know, to really kind of turn their mindset into more of what an athletes would be and turn it into a game, right? Turn it into something that we can kind of compete and have fun with and, and realize that, you know, we just need to train and condition ourselves in a different way because life, no matter what, is always going to be throwing some, something uh, that's going to require your attention, your focus, you know, your energy. And, and one thing that I can go back to and just all my conditioning and training as an athlete is, you know, when you, you practice and prepare for life, you usually have better outcomes, right? So, so that's, that's the same, same for whether you're doing CrossFit or, you know, you're, you're working your nine to five job. It's like, you know, you should be, you know, really conditioning yourself every day, your mind, your spirit, your body, to prepare yourself for this, you know, competition of life. And we all, we all got the same amount of hours and, you know, minutes in the day. It's just, how are you going to use those minutes effectively and efficiently to get you the best outcomes? And so again, whether it's, you know, you have a certain goal for the gym for say your CrossFit, you know, group, or, or if, if it's for a particular sport, or if it's just, you know, you want to get to the end of the day and not feel exhausted and be in pain, you know, these are all things that we can help, you know, as therapists to, you know, like a coach, right? A coach is looking at an athlete's performance and showing and guiding them to where they can maybe improve on certain areas or where maybe they need to kind of slow things down a little bit more there too. Cause there is a thing is overdoing it as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all good stuff, all great stuff. Um, I wouldn't be doing my justice if I didn't ask you about the Gronk story and the CBD story. <laughs> all right. That's a fun one. So, um, well, got to give him big props. He got his first touchdown since uh, 2018 last night. So, and the Bucks, that's my team. So I got to say, you know, go Bucks there. He, he's, he's coming back strong there. And the CBD may be the, uh, the, the key to it all, all of his success. But, um, yeah, I got a really interesting story um, that relates through a friend here. Uh, so last year, you know, being um, a serial entrepreneur that I am, um, I got involved in a, a hemp startup company. And uh, like many hemp uh, companies, uh, a lot of them rose and a lot of them fell. But uh, uh, a buddy of mine who was uh, involved in our company was also affiliated with a, another company out of Hoosick Falls. And um, so come to find out, uh, Gronk was actually one of their major investors in this, this other company. And if anybody knows Gronk and just his personal lifestyle, the, the guy can be kind of a, you know, a fun guy, you know, party guy. Um, and uh, so apparently one night they were up at the, uh, the dispensary or I'm sorry, at the, uh, the grow um, at the farm there. And uh, they had this major, major, um, uh, greenhouse where they were growing, you know, indoor hemp. And uh, so apparently Gronk had, had tied on a couple um, of cocktails and, uh, and accidentally left the, the door to the greenhouse open, which by the next day had a huge infestation of aphids, which aphids are just these little insects that love to go and eat plants. So essentially within one night, he, he cost them millions of dollars in hemp. Um, all because that, that he had a little too much fun. So um, hopefully, you know, maybe that's not the reason why he's going back to football so he can pay back his debt here to these, this company or this brand. But uh, yeah, it, it became a, a fun little story we shared within the hemp community and, and how it crossed, you know, over into the, the uh, athletic world there. So um, I know he's a big proponent of the CBD um, and especially for, you know, his recovery. Um, and that's something that that's a tool that I personally use. I, I struggle with a couple autoimmune diseases like Lyme disease and Crohn's disease. Um, but CBD has been a game changer in a lot of our clients' health um, and especially a lot of our athletes. Um, it's, it's a compound that's, you know, been around forever. Um, it's essentially, it's a weed that grows, but, uh, you know, it, it can be really useful um, for managing overall, like, performance, whether it be managing more inflammation, decreasing inflammation, um, just addressing overall pain, and, uh, you know, any discomfort in the body. So we see a lot of uses for, like, joint pain, you know, muscle strains, things of that nature. So if that's something that, you know, a lot of your um, community hasn't explored yet, I really encourage them to, to look, look into those areas there too. Great. Um, John, why don't you do me a favor and plug in where you're located, um, you know, maybe some of the, you know, your basic prices and stuff. And uh, we'll kind of wrap this up, just making sure that people know where you are. Maybe they can find you on social media if you have, a, you know, a Twitter, Instagram, stuff like that. And I'll make sure to post it up on our Instagram as well. Uh, but just kind of plug in some stuff here. 
Yeah, yeah, appreciate that opportunity. So our good friend Kobe there, he's he's been doing a lot to help us um, manage everything in the digital world. You know, I'm an older guy, so I'm still trying to, you know, teach this old dog a few new tricks here. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're Albany Massage Professionals located at 1500 Central Avenue in Colony, New York. Um, we're situated right on top of the 87 exits, so you can, you can essentially get to us um, from everywhere within 15 minutes, it seems. Um, so uh, best way to reach us would probably be through our email, which is info at albanymassageprofessionals.com. Um, you can find us on Instagram uh, at albanymassageprofessionals.com. I'm sorry. Sorry. Old man brain working there again. Uh, Our Instagram handle is uh, Albany Massage Professionals. We're also on Facebook as well. Uh, on Twitter, uh, you can find us there too. Um, but we're doing a lot of educational content through our Instagram channel or our Facebook channel right now. So we're going to be doing a lot of like self-care stretches, routines, things of that nature. Um, different tips and tricks that you can use to just overall uh, manage pain, discomfort, but also improve your overall performance. And again, you don't have to be an athlete. Um, like I said, we're all running this marathon of life right now. And self-care is extremely important at this time. So, John, thank you. Um, that was very informative. And I think, I, at least I know that I'll be, I'll be popping in the next few weeks to you know, see what's going on over there and hopefully fix myself up because I have a few bumps and bruises here. Um, but thank you so much. And I hope everybody enjoys this and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the normal episode, but um, make sure to go check out Albany Massage Professionals. All right, John, thank you. Thank you, Joey. Appreciate the time, sir.